0: Today's episode is brought to you by BuiltBar. Go to BiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. You are Locked on Yankees, your daily New York Yankees podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. are listening to the Locked On Yankees podcast, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. My name is Stacey Gottsulius, and I'm the host of Locked On Yankees. I'm a baseball writer turned podcast host, and you may have read my work at places like Baseball Prospectus, The Hardball Times, Sporting News, and the ESPN Sweet Spot blog. You can find us on Twitter at Locked On Yankees, all one word. You can find me on Twitter at Stacey We're also on Instagram at Locked On Yankees, and you can find me on the Locker Room app at Stacey If you're a new listener, hello and welcome. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. It will be a mostly positive episode. Mostly positive because the Yankees swept the Tigers this weekend. They did what they're supposed to do against bad teams, and that is win every single game. There was good pitching, good hitting, good defense. It was an Overall, good weekend. There were some bad things, and we'll touch on those, but for the most part, it's going to be a positive show. But first, you can get Locked On Yankees and all other locked on podcasts straight to your phone in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Yankees. So normally I would go in order and talk about Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but I would like to talk about Sunday first because Corey Kluber. My goodness, what a game. I watched the entire thing from beginning to end in awe of his performance. And I know it's the Tigers. They're not a good team. But this is what Corey Kluber needs to do against bad teams. He needs to last long into games. He needs to make them look silly at the plate, which he did. And he just needs to be like the Corey Kluber of old. And that's what he did yesterday. It was amazing to watch. It was a pleasure to watch, I have to say. It was nice to have a game, even though it was only 2-0, to feel relaxed. You know what I mean? I didn't feel at any point that the Yankees would screw up that game, mainly because the Tigers are so bad. And honestly, the Yankees' offense was shut down by Tigers pitching once they scored those two runs, and they didn't look that great at the plate. So thank goodness they scored those early two runs for Kluber. And not only was it a good overall performance by Corey Kluber yesterday afternoon, but it was his 100th victory. It feels as if every time I discuss a pitching performance, whether it be by a starter or a reliever in 2021, I discuss their changeup being their money pitch. I talked about that with Jonathan Loisaga or with regards to Jonathan Lelizaga, and now I'm going to talk about it with regards to Corey Kluber because that was his bread-and-butter pitch yesterday. That's the pitch that was making Tigers-Batters look really foolish, and they just could not attack that pitch. And it was, again, it was so much fun to watch Kluber work yesterday. It was a pleasure to watch him work yesterday. It's always nice to actually sit there on a Sunday afternoon, being lazy, and not stressing about a game. I had gotten my second vaccine shot on Saturday morning, and I was a little worried that I was going to be sick yesterday. And honestly, i the only thing I feel from my vaccine shot is um, I feel as if I've been punched 500 times in my arm where the shot was. But other than that, I did really well. I slept a little bit Saturday into Sunday, which was nice. But other than that, I didn't really feel anything. So I was expecting to be on the couch, under blankets, watching the game in a haze. And I was wide awake, but still relaxed because, as I said, just Kluber was so great to watch. And even, you know, into the eighth inning, Aaron Boone said after the game that he was going to go batter by batter and see how Kluber did. And Kluber just set them down, one, two, three, without an issue. (laughs) It was like, wow, this felt like the Corey Kluber that we hated to watch against the Yankees. It was nice. Again, it was just the Tigers. If he can do this against another team that's tougher than the Tigers, that would be great too. But it's a good first step. And, you know, 10 strikeouts is nothing to sneeze at, no matter what the opponent is or who the opponent is. What? No, not what. Who? It's Monday. Forgive me. So anyway, his biggest problem or his scariest moment of the game was in the third inning. He walked Wilson Ramos. Jacoby Jones hit a single. And then he threw a wild pitch, and that put runners on second and third with one out. And then he struck out Grossman and Candelario to end the inning. And he just, he kept getting himself, well, actually, that was the only time he got himself into trouble. He really didn't do anything else to get himself into trouble. A.J. Hinch mentioned the changeup. He said it looked like it just had a tick of velocity off his fastball and had a little bit of movement. He's a tremendous pitcher and can come up with different ways to get guys out. When they go over the scouting report and they look for holes, he's got a lot of weapons to choose from. Now, um, the funniest thing after Kluber was taken out of the game was, yes, catching him smiling in the dugout for a brief moment. And it almost, (laughs) I said it while I was watching it, it seemed as if, He smiled and then realized the camera was on him, or he smiled and it almost was like, oh, why am I smiling? I don't do that. And then he quickly changed his face back to being ClueBot. And he said after the game, I'm probably not the most vocal or emotional person in the clubhouse, but I wouldn't say that I don't ever have a good time. So never judge a book by its cover. Kyle Higashioka hit an RBI double to get the Yankees on the board. Then Brett Gardner hit what turned into a sack fly to give the Yankees a 2-0 lead, and again, that's all they would score, and the rest of the game, uh, Urias made them look foolish. He seemed to have gotten stronger as the game went on, and the Yankees, again, were lucky to score those two runs, because this could have been a 0-0 game heading into the 10th inning if they hadn't, with the way the Tigers pitchers were holding them down at the end of the game. In a moment, we'll look at Friday night's game, because Garrett Cole had himself a hell of a start. Because he's Garrett Cole and because he was pitching against the Tigers. But first, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action on BetOnline. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC, MMA action. Before the next pitch, head to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. And speaking of teams making the playoffs... How about those New York Knicks? I can't believe that watching the Knicks is as relaxing as watching a Garrett Cole start. You almost feel like it's rare when they lose. And I haven't felt that in decades, it seems. Anyway, head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. The actual story of Friday's game was the offense exploding for 10 runs, but we can also talk about Garrett Cole's performance because, you know, he put in a typical Garrett Cole performance, not walking anyone, striking out in double digits, just being Garrett Cole. And thanks to that performance by Cole, he now has 62 strikeouts on the season. He had 12 over six scoreless frames. I know some people were wondering why they took him out so early with so few pitches, but... As I said, the Yankees scored 10 runs behind him. They didn't need to keep him in the game. I'm sure he probably wanted to stay in the game because he's Garrett Cole. And, you know, if you watch him during a game, he's just so hyped up to pitch. And I was saying it on Friday night in my locker room chat with some of my Yankee friends that it's just fun to watch Cole because anytime something doesn't work in his favor, maybe he'll give up a hit or he'll get to a three ball count and that doesn't make him happy. And he just comes back and strikes someone out with like 98 mile an hour heat. And he just looks so angry because he did one bad thing. You know, he's one of those perfectionists. And you want that from your ace, obviously, but it's just amusing to watch. It really is. I love it. So, Cole's 62 strikeouts through his first six starts. So that's 37.2 innings pitched are the most by any Yankees pitcher in his first six games or starts of the season. It surpasses Bob Turley's 57 strikeouts in 1955. So it's been a while since that happened. He was three short of setting a franchise record for the most strikeouts in a single month. Ron Guidry had 64 in June of 1978. As you all remember, he had that infamous 18 strikeout game against the Angels who were the California Angels at that time. Garrett Cole has four starts this year with 10-plus strikeouts and zero walks. That ties the Yankees' franchise record for a single season. Mike Messina did it in 34 starts in 2001. And Cole has done it in only six. That's crazy. (laughs) Wow. Out of 86 pitches, he threw 37 fastballs. He had 21 whiffs over his six innings of work. That's just under half the amount of swings that Detroit's lineup took against him. They took 44. And each of his four pitches had three plus whiffs on the night. So his changeup was looking good. His slider was looking good. His fastball was looking good. All of his pitches were looking good. It's just a lot of fun to watch him pitch. And I know people joke about wanting five Garrett Coles, but if Corey Kluber keeps pitching the way he's been pitching the last two starts, maybe they only need three Garrett Coles. So let's look at what the offense did on Friday night, because that was a big story as well. Scoring 10 runs on 15 hits. LeMahieu was one for four. Gardner pinch hit. He was one for one. Stanton was three for five. He has a hitting streak going on. I believe it's now nine games. Judge was two for four. He had five ribbies because he hit a couple of home runs. (laughs) Mike Ford, pinch hit for him. Didn't get a hit. He struck out. Gio Rochella was two for five. Gleyber Torres was one for three. Tyler Wade got a hit in his pinch hitting performance in the place of Torres. Aaron Hicks was two for five. He also hit a home run. Clint Frazier was one for four. He hit a home run his second of the year. So he's getting things going. Kyle Lagashioga was 0 for two with Cole pitching. I didn't know that that was allowed, but he did walk twice. So it wasn't as if he didn't make it on base. And Ruggie O'Dor was one for three. He scored twice, had an RBI. So up and down the lineup, the Yankees got stuff done. They were still only three for 10 with runners in scoring position. They left nine on base. But you like to see the home runs. You like to see guys like Stanton being three for five. And, you know, Stanton didn't hit a home run. He was three for five without, oh, I was going to say without an extra hit. He got a double. That's right. But he's still hitting the crap out of the ball. He's still hitting it 118 miles an hour with regularity, which is frightening for anyone who is, (laughs) for anyone who's playing the field. I would not want to see a ball that fast coming at me. Let's quickly talk about what the bullpen did behind Cole, because Luis Sessa, the newly acquired Wandy Peralta and Lucas Lecky pitched. Sessa got two strikeouts. He also gave up a walk. Peralta got a strikeout. And Leckie struck out the side to end the game. So it was a good game for the Yankees. They had nine, nope, 18 total strikeouts. One walk. That's amazing. Tigers pitching, on the other hand, got five strikeouts. Walked five. Gave up five home runs. So bit of a contrast there. In a moment, we'll be discussing Saturday's game and Jamison Tyone's performance and the offense's performance. But first, it's time for me to gush about Built Bar because Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. It's one of my favorite things to eat. I'm not even kidding. I've incorporated it into my daily routine. If I don't get to eat it for breakfast, I eat it for a midday snack because they're just that good come in so many amazing flavors, you won't even know what to do with yourself because they're all covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and they're easy to chew. They're great if you're a health conscious person and you're working out all the time. They're good if you want to lose or maintain weight while indulging in something that tastes like it's bad for you. They're low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. They're great for the keto diet. And if you go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off your next order. That means next, not first. So if you're like me and you've ordered a ton of Built Bars already, you can still get 15% off your next order. In fact... I just opened a birthday cake bar because the birthday cake bar is good. It's covered in white chocolate and sprinkles. little messy, but tastes really good. Again, go to builtbar.com. use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order at builtbar.com. So as I said, we're going to look at Jameson Tyone's performance on Saturday. And it was an interesting one because he got his first win in exactly two years. Don't you love stories like that? Don't you love when things work out? In that way his last win was may 1st 2019 and then he gets his first win of 2021 on may 1st it's just such a baseball thing to have that happen right it always seems to happen in baseball it never happens in any other sport so he gave up three hits he struck out eight that's great he walked three not great but not terrible And the last time he won on May 1st of 2019, it was for the Pirates against the Texas Rangers. And it was his final outing before undergoing his second Tommy John procedure. And just thinking about someone getting two Tommy John surgeries, if you haven't read the book The Arm by Jeff Passan, I highly recommend it because I didn't realize what went into Tommy John surgery. And it's basically... You know, after two, you're screwed because there really isn't room in your bones for them to drill more holes. So you can't, I don't know, you just can't really do more than that. So it's really unbelievable that he's coming back after two Tommy John surgeries and pitching as well as he is. So he hit 95.9 on Saturday. He threw 38 fastballs, 27 curveballs, 11 sliders, only three change-ups. So, so I can't really gush about his changeup because he only threw three of them, unlike all of his other pitching buddies in the Yankees pitching staff who throw them all the time. But Aaron Boone said about Tyone, I think he's continuing to pound the strike zone, getting more comfortable and confident. I'm really excited for him knowing that he's been through a lot to get to this point. I think that for Tyone, getting his first win out of the way is going to be so big for him. Because a lot of these guys won't admit to you that that kind of stuff bothers them because fans will jump on them if they say stuff like that. But I think that getting the first win out of the way is going to be really helpful during his upcoming starts. He did work into some trouble (laughs) because Tyone likes to do that. Apparently Um, he got into some trouble in the fifth inning. He gave up an infield hit. Then he walked to, to load the bases for Miguel Cabrera. Now, if this was the Miguel Cabrera of even just only three years ago, I would have been terrified. <laughs> but he ended up striking him out. Thank goodness. And Tyone said after the game, I told myself, let's just slow this down. Let's make one pitch at a time. Miggy's one of the best hitters of our generation, if not the best, no matter what stage of his career he's in. I have a ton of respect for a guy like that standing in the box. That was a good challenge for me. And even Aaron Judge said that was a big moment. That just shows you what kind of competitor he is. He's not going to back down from anybody. Now, speaking of Judge... It's nice seeing him come to bat and expecting him to get runs batted in. He did that a lot this weekend. (laughs) He did it a lot on Friday night and on Saturday. He said, I'm trying to do my job, especially when I've got guys on base. I'm just trying to pick up my teammates. That's really what it comes down to. Just trying to lock in for that 15, 30, 45 seconds and trying to do the job. I'm feeling good. I think the results and the work speak for itself on how I'm feeling. And yes, Maybe it was a good idea that he sat out that one game when he was feeling kind of sore. Maybe it was good the Yankees were proactive and that he didn't feel, oh, I need to go out and play. Maybe they finally learned their lesson. Let's hope so. Tyone's counterpart, Spencer Turnbull, was knocked around for four runs on five hits in five-plus innings on Saturday. Gleyber Torres hit a run-scoring single in the third inning. Judge had an RBI double in the fifth. And that scored D.J. LeMayhew after he hit a single and stole a base. Everyone was making fun of D.J. LeMayhew's wheels, which I thought was pretty funny. Gleyber said, after the game, everybody is getting better. We're taking advantage of every opportunity the other team gives us. The first couple of weeks, we lost too many opportunities on base. As a group, we're more confident now, which is amazing to think about, that your New York Yankees were not confident in the beginning of the season. So thanks to the three-game sweep of the Tigers at the hands of the Yankees, they are now 500 on the year at 14-14. and 14, But Aaron Judge says, we want to be way beyond 500. We're going to continue to try not only to win series, but we want to dominate series. Yankee fans want that too. Yankee fans want to be able to watch games like Sundays and be relaxed and not worry about whether or not the team is going to blow it or the team is going to not be able to hit, although they didn't really hit that well Sunday after they scored their first two runs. I think a better example of a relaxing game is Garrett Cole's start on Friday, because between him striking out 12 and not walking anyone and the Yankees putting up 10 runs, that's the kind of game Yankee fans would like to see. Quick programming note, tomorrow's episode will be a preview of the series between the Yankees and the Astros. I'm doing a crossover with the Locked On Astros guys. That'll be interesting. I'm hoping they don't gang up on me, but you never know. So that's it for this episode of Locked On Yankees, which is part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'd like to remind you that you can listen to this show in Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Stitcher, or anywhere else you get your podcasts. And when you get into your car, you can tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Today. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. And don't forget, if you could be so kind, please rate this podcast and spread the word about this podcast to your fellow Yankee fans. We would really appreciate it. Enjoy your Monday, and I will talk to you all tomorrow.